Hello, friends and fellow seekers. Welcome back to the Law of One Spiritual Advice podcast. My name is L. Today, we are going to be talking about how comparison is the thief of joy, or just some general sort of life lessons that I've learned over my incarnation about, you know, what it means to live a good life and what we should probably be focused on in general. If I could just start by asking you to hit the like on this old podcast, that definitely helps this get to more people as opposed to if you did not, and I very much appreciate it if you've been doing it the last couple of times. I've noticed and it has helped. So thank you so much. And so I heard that quote recently, comparison is the thief of joy, and I must <laughs> agree with it, in that it's easy to convince ourselves that life is is lame and boring, and we can sometimes focus on a lot of the negative aspects of, of life instead of focusing on reasons to be grateful, especially because we live in a society who is obsessed with social media, and we have the internet, and we can compare ourselves to everyone, right? Everyone has their social media presence and they're always documenting the best possible aspects of their life and putting them out there and not really putting in the negatives or the challenges that they go through, which, you know, some people do, but uh, it's not normal that you would usually highlight a lot of negative things in your life. And it's not because you're doing that necessarily on purpose. Like, you don't want to be a Debbie Downer, right? You want to kind of be positive for others and, and show them about how, you know, you're, you're, you're about living a positive life and trying to share happiness enjoy. And so it makes sense that you wouldn't just post all of your challenges all the time. But at the same time, that can lead us to a distorted perception about what life is really about. And you see other people's best aspects of their life being shoved in your face constantly and all these influencers and other people out there. And it can be really easy to convince yourself that you're doing something wrong or, you know, just to, to mistakenly think that you, know, you don't have it as well as other people and just basically being comparing in the wrong kinds of ways, which is going to steal your joy. It's going to steal your happiness. It's going to prevent you from highlighting you know, all the positive aspects of yourself as you try to compare to other people's experiences. And so what I like to sometimes think is that life isn't necessarily about happiness. Life is about, let's say, duty, honor, morals, responsibility, partnership. It's sort of another way of saying service to others. And the funny thing is, is that actually when you are more focused on sort of duty, honor, morals, responsibility, serving others, you'll find that it, it does actually lead to being joyful anyways. Uh, you know, you don't want to pour from an empty cup, as they say. You can't share sort of happiness if you're not completely happy yourself. But what I would say is that often if you, if you go and attempt to serve others and to lift others up, you will find that it lifts yourself up as well. You know, in service, you will find purpose. And with that purpose will lead to a sense of contentment and, and joy and at least, you know, contentment within yourself so that you aren't feeling so down and heavy about life and, and you, you have a reason to live and that, you know, you're, you're, you're looking to help other people and you are finding yourself worthy in that and you are of infinite worth and you see others with their infinite worth and together, you know, we can lift each other up in a community because we are one and that is the nature of what we are here to do is to both learn about ourselves, but to share ourselves with others and so that we can walk together towards hand in hand towards the sun, as it may be said in some of this material. 
So I've gone through a little bit of this lately, and which is what has led me to do this podcast. It was a couple of months ago, or the last month or two, I was in a bit of a negative headspace, and a lot of it had to just do with some of my health. I, I was dealing with a, some, you know, some... F- not really serious health issues, but they were serious enough that I convinced myself that I was not going to be super healthy for for a long time, which led me to be a little bit depressed. And then I, you know, was able to uh, get myself checked out and to try to take care of my health. And, you know, the doctor and the, the dentists and periodontists and all these wonderful people were able to tell me that, hey, you know, L, you're actually not as bad as you think. It's, you're, you're probably actually quite healthy. So just keep doing what you're doing. And here I am now reinvigorated with life and not so down and focused on this negativity of life. And so I just want to share with you, you know, health is wealth. Like if you are here listening to this, um, you're a capable human being. I'm not sure you may be actually dealing with some of your own issues yourself. Um, but, you know, if, we, the comp- if we're trying to compare ourselves to the most, most healthy and fit people out there, um, it can be difficult and weigh heavy on your mind. But I would just state that you know, whatever state that you're in, there is some reason to be grateful. There is something that you would be able to, to, to help lift yourself up. And I often think too, that we sometimes go through some of those seemingly negative things so that we can better empathize with other people. We can better understand when other people are going through similar things that it's not like, oh, well, I've gone through that. You can make it. But it's more like, hey, I understand where you're coming from, my friend. It is not easy. You know, big hugs. I'm here for you. If you need anything, please reach out. I know how hard and difficult life can be. And we can just be here for each other. And we can be here from a more, you know, a more, a more deep a more deep way, a way that's it's more connected, a way that, that understands the suffering of other people so that we can better relate to them. And we, we could even do, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. Well, you could even compare it in the other way. So maybe, and I don't necessarily do this type of comparison it can seem gross, right? But like, you know, there's other things that other people are going through, then you can compare to that, compare your life to their situation. And you might be like, oh, wow, actually, I don't have it nearly as bad as some of these other folks do. And, and oh, my goodness, right? What was I being worried about before about my sort of minor health issues when there's somebody else who's going through something so much more serious, so much more difficult. And you often find some of those people still trying to be happy, still trying to serve others, still trying to contain joy. And, and you think of the strength of those people, and it can really help to just put your life in perspective as well. And I'll just share something with you. I won't like mention any names or anything, but you know, just like somewhat recently, uh, there was somebody that I know who was out at the beach with their two children, and one of their children drowned. And can you just imagine the pain and suffering that these parents are going through, and and that their other sibling is going through right now? You know, like it's it's you can you can compare in the other way too, which I like. I say it's not like you're trying to like gain a gift from someone else's suffering but if you compare you know or I did I compared what I was worried about before and my issues to what that to what this person's um, experience is now and I just cannot even fathom 
such an, a thing going on or how to deal with it or how you would even push through or continue on with life and and trying to be joyful like obviously there's going to be a lot of healing and and a lot of suffering and and stuff that that person is going to go through but do you see what i mean like there's other people that i know who have had you know the big c word and you know they've passed on too but it was like a year or two of suffering and but they were still you know trying their best to be there for their family and to be a, a loving aspect and a father to their kids at the you know the the small amount of time that they had left on this earth and you know <laughs> you just have to put your problems in perspective sometimes and realize you know as the comparison is the thief of joy but also you can compare in other ways to help just remind you about well health is wealth you know what I have going on right now maybe is just minuscule to some of the issues and suffering that other people are going through and I can be grateful I need to be grateful I need to not wallow in self-pity. I need to, you know, attempt to lift others up and to serve other people, which is what has is, is led to my thing, right? I have a, a friend who also is going through some health issues. They're having trouble walking because of some, you know, some sickness that they had a few years ago. And, you know, it's been like his life has been a constant effort where he has to get up at like 3.30 in the morning and he does all these exercises so that he can continue staying in a healthy walking condition whereas if he doesn't and he just sort of sits sits there and feels sorry for himself he will you know eventually lose the ability to walk and so you know like as I go through my thing and I was going through a, a sort of deep sort of negative side of things and I was feeling you know the light waning away I was able to after now, you know, being more in my positive state, I was reminded of my friend and the suffering that he's going through. And I reached out to him and we just, we had a lovely talk and, you know, I was better able to relate to his experience. And, you know, he also was able to sort of lift me up and we were able to remind each other that, that, you know, we are here for each other and, and life is difficult and, you know, but at least we have each other and, and we're there for each other and we can try to love each other and, and be strong for each other and just to help lift each other up is, is sort of the idea. So that's sort of the the brief, you know, message that I would like to get across to you today. I did pull a couple of quotes from the Law of One material. It just talks about how in life, or they say state here, the heart of evolution of spirit is about unity, love, light, and joy. And so I would just like to share part of this with you. So this is from the Law of One, the raw material, and this is from session 52.11. The questioner asks, well, is there then from the point of view of an individual who wishes to follow the service to others path from our present position in third density, is there anything of importance other than disciplines of personality, knowledge of self, and strengthening of will? Raw states, I am raw. This is technique. This is not the heart. Let us examine the heart of evolution. Let us remember that we are all one. This is the great learned teaching. In this unity lies love. This is a great learned teaching. In this unity lies light. This is the fundamental teaching of all planes of existence in materialization. Unity, love, light, and joy. This is the heart of evolution of spirit. The second ranking lessons are learned taught in meditation and in service. At some point, the mind-body-spirit complex is so smoothly activated and balanced by these central thoughts or distortions that the techniques you have mentioned become quite significant. However, the universe, its mystery unbroken, is one. Always begin and end in the creator, not in technique. End of quote. And that very last sentence always stuck out to me. 
always begin and end in the creator, not in technique. So as you go through your ups and downs in life, you focus on the creator. I mean, that's another way of stating, you know, you focus on unity, that there is a reason for existence, that you have faith that we're not just here to suffer, we are here to learn lessons. And, you know, these lessons come from unity, and from unity, we're all one, we can remember the heart of love, that we are here for each other, and from that love comes light, which is like wisdom and manifestation, and, and through that, you know, in service, and then from that comes joy, which is sort of what I've been saying at the beginning of this here as well. And since we were talking about <laughs> suffering and things of that nature, there's even other parts in the Law of One where they talk about how, you know, that we go through different cycles on Earth, and there's like a 25,000-year period, and, you know, as we go through each cycle, um, the sort of last cycle, we used to have a 700-year lifespan, and it had since dropped to whatever we're at now, you know, 80 to 100, roughly. So, um, you know, the questioner asked just about that, like, what types of reasons, why, why would we why would the lifespan shorten? And this is just interesting to me because it talks about how, once again, the lessons of life are about love and in sharing and, and things of that nature. And the more that we try to manipulate others and, you know, um, embrace elitism and separation, uh, that actually sort of led to our shortened lifespan. So you have to take this with a grain of salt because this is more like a collective thing that we've all done. It's not like if you were just like a completely loving, serving being, you would just live to 700. I mean, I don't know, maybe you would, but I like to see it more as like the collective human experience that, that led to this shortened lifespan. So in session 22.5, the questioner asks, then can you give me, can I assume that this is a drastic drop from the 700 year lifespan to one, less than 100 years in length during this second 25,000 period was because of an intensification of a lack of service to others? Is this correct? Ra mentions, I am Ra. This is in part correct. By the end of the second cycle, the law of responsibility had begun to be effectuated by the increasing ability of entities to grasp those lessons which there are to be learned in this density. Thus, entities had discovered many ways to indicate a bellicose nature, not only as tribes, or what you call nations, but in personal relationships, each with the other, the concept of barter having given way in many cases to the concept of money, also the concept of ownership having won ascendancy over the concept of non-ownership on an individual group basis. Each entity then was offered many more subtle ways of demonstrating either service towards others or service to self with the distortion of manipulation of others. As each lesson was understood, those lessons of sharing, giving, of receiving in free gratitude, each lesson could be rejected in practice. Without demonstrating the fruits of such learned teaching, the lifespan became greatly reduced, for the ways of honor duty were not being accepted." Right, so if you just want to highlight the sort of end parts there, as we were going through our experiences and we were we had the opportunities for lessons of sharing and giving and receiving in free gratitude, we also had the opportunity to reject those ideas in practice. And so without demonstrating, you know, the fruits of our knowledge that we know that we should be, you know, loving, sharing, and giving, and, and receiving in free gratitude, uh, that leads to the reduced lifespan, because for the ways of honor duty, we're not being accepted. And that's why I said at the beginning, you know, this life is, is more about than just being happy. It's about 
sharing and service to others and responsibility and honor duty and as we you know work with those things those will lead to to health and to wealth and to to love and into joy obviously so and as we you know are wanting to be a creature of gratitude and joy so that we may radiate that love and light out to others and then also in the law of one here, they talk about the instrument a lot about, you know, the channeler who is channeling a lot of this and she was going through some type of health issues herself. And so there were many questions about how she could optimally take care for herself. So when I read this quote, you don't think of it so specifically as like this is going to completely apply to you because um, each person is a little bit unique, but I still think there's some some things that we can glean from this, this particular session. So in session 25.2, the questioner asks, the second question this instrument requested was, how may I best revitalize myself, not only now, but in the future? Ra answers, I am Ra. This instrument is aware of the basic needs of its constitution those being meditation, acceptance of limitations, experiences of joy through association with others and with the beauty as of the singing, and the exercising with great contact, whenever possible, with the life forces of second density, especially those of trees, this entity also needing to be aware of the moderate but steady intake of foodstuffs exercising being suggested at a fairly early portion of the day and at a later portion of the day before the resting, end of quote. And, you know, this is just general advice, right? Like, you want to work with meditation. You would like to work with the acceptance of your limitations, not being so worried about certain limitations that you have incarnated with and just accepting of them so that you may continue on and grow and learn and share yourself without the burden of, of just dwelling on those limitations, um, experiencing joy through service to others, through even just associating with others, being around other people is very healthy. Um, in this instant, they said the beauty of singing. She, she loved to sing herself. So, you know, you may have your own creative portions of yourself. And, you know, I would just state to indulge in your creativity, you know, be a part of yourself and experience yourself. And for me, that's skateboarding, it's doing these podcasts, it's sharing the law of one, the art and quotes, those are all things that bring me great joy and purpose and are part of my creative side. And the exercising with great contact wherever possible, the life forces of second density, those especially of trees. Second density is those of the trees and the animals and the insects, basically nature. You know, get out into nature, my friends. Go outside. Don't just sit inside constantly. You need to get out, move about, uh, which is also sort of the, you know, we need to which is sort of the last part where they talk about about exercising, you know, exercise a bit more, <laughs> get some get some exercise and get some endorphins going through your system, my friends. Um, these are all ways to lift yourself up. And of course, the, you know, moderate but steady intake of foods. I really, really, that's actually been a huge lesson for me. Um, I'm not particular, I'm a particularly skinny person, I have a fairly high metabolism. And it's been a huge lesson for me that you are I need to intake food at a very steady rate and it's easy for me if I'm not like eating food right in the morning that I can kind of get down and, and have a tough time getting going and and wonder why I'm feeling a little bit depressed or whatever it is and as simple as it seems I just need to fill myself up and then oh my goodness uh, you know life seems good again and it's a really silly lesson to have to learn uh, to just eat and 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 you know but maybe you could even do it the other way I know a lot of people don't have that 
that distortion, they have the distortion in the other way where they may be a little heavier. And so, you know, even then you would just have to focus on, well, you know, eating more healthy foods, maybe more lighter foods, um, just eating in a more consistent manner. Don't wait until the afternoon and then and and then binge, right? Like get some steady food in you in the morning so that you can, you know, keep going on throughout the day with having energy to not have to just like binge on something very heavy and sugary and full of, you know, stuff that's not completely wonderful for your body. Okay. <laughs> awesome. And I was going to read you this other quote, but uh, I've read it many times before. It's about the catalyst of pain. And so I'll just read the very end part of it where they state about how sometimes when we're dealing with pain, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's emotional, physical pain in general, um, it, it can go awry, right? It's more like all, all pain and all things in our life are catalysts to help us grow and to help us learn. But the catalyst of pain can sometimes go sour and we can become bitter uh, because of the pain. And that's not what the intention of us suffering is. We're supposed to use the catalyst to, as they state here, to offer the unmanifested self further opportunities for discovering the self as all-sufficient creator containing all that there is and full of joy. And, woo! I don't know if you heard that. It was a big old thunder just happened. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's like rattling my house. Um, anyways, you know, there's the power of the creator, all-sufficient creator containing all that there is and full of joy, my friends. And that's the idea, is I was just wanting to share some, some thoughts of joy and how to not compare yourself to every person around so that you're just in a, in a, in a down state. It's easy to look at the social media, scrolling, seeing people on the boat, and being happy on all these vacations and you can really compare yourself and bring yourself down so you know put down the electronics go outside go for a walk go into some walk in the trees you know touch a tree <laughs> get out there and and just try to enjoy being and you know also uh, practice serving others as as you like I say as you attempt to serve others it just it can be a long-lasting experience that will lift you up. It could just be a matter of giving a few bucks to somebody who's playing music outside on the street who needs a little bit of a, a lift up and, you know, it can just make you feel good for the rest of the day. And it's like, so, you know, you give without expectation. You're not giving for the sake of lifting yourself up, but it is a result that generally will happen. And, and so, as Ra usually states, I'm going to sort of end this in a positive way, and Ra always says, I leave you, my friends, in the glorious love and joyful light of the one infinite creator. Go forth, then, rejoicing in the power and peace of the one infinite creator, Adonai. Although I do have to say one more thing, is that if you like the podcast, please give it a like, please share it around to some friends, it would really assist me in trying to get this information out to more people, make sure you subscribe, and in the light of freely giving and freely receiving, as they state your service, was it freely given, my friends? Well, I like to give all of this service in a freely give, freely receive manner, uh, which means that I am just putting this out there, and if you would like to give it back to me, I have a Patreon set up 
you can go to the oneinfinitecreator.com scroll down a little bit to the support section you'll see um, you can either join the patreon you can shoot me a one-time paypal or even set up a monthly thing it really does help me in continuing with the longevity of this podcast and encouraging me to keep on doing this stuff knowing that it it seems to serve and is of helpful nature to everyone so thank you my friends i'm human i need that sustenance as well and for all of you that do join i just really really appreciate it and if you don't have the abundance to share no worries i love you all regardless so once again go forth then rejoicing in the power and the peace of the one infinite creator take care everybody i love you